guys, welcome back to Vida Perfecta, the official podcast for HBO Max series, Vida Perfecta, or Perfect Life, whatever you want to call it. I'm Danny, and... Yo soy Ada. And well, we had a great time last week with episode one, and that's why I'm... Bueno, yo estoy muy emocionada de continue this conversation with Cuando Nada Es Lo Que Parece. That sounds like a, a deep soap opera that sounds like there's a such a deep episode that we're gonna start talking about uh don't you feel like that yes yo estoy, i'm ready <laughs> how do you feel about this episode Te gustó? do you like it yes i you know we're getting to know the characters a little bit more this was really the episode that got me like hooked because you know the first episode was like a little teaser yeah ahora como que i mass backstory to the character so let's go ahead and dive in um this episode opens up with uh, uh christina kind of showing us what her past life used to be you know when she was out in these streets um she Not you her know, past life her sex life <laughs> her, uh, sex her sex life, life. Her it was crazy Crazy and now, and now it's mouth guard, night guard with with her husband, sex life. So yeah, it's uh, very different. It's not her entire life. <laughs> yeah, guys, please make a little effort. Yes, yes. Yes, she used to have an incredible sex life, it seems, with her husband in the past. And, you know, we're, we're seeing her life now. She's a mom. She has, you know, a high-profile career, and, and she's married. And she seems very overwhelmed by her current life versus her old one. Y hasta me da pena, because you can see her frustration. You can see that she almost doesn't really even recognize herself. Como que she doesn't see herself when she looks at herself in the mirror. Como she's yearning for that woman that she used to be before she had the... Mm -hmm about Gary intellectual disorder, but right now we confirm it and, and I really enjoyed all the process. And I don't know how you feel about Maria and, and what is going on with her. Yeah, you know, she's coming to terms with like, oh shit, I'm, I'm pregnant, but I'm not just pregnant <laughs> by any guy. I'm pregnant by a, a, a guy that has, you know, an intellectual disability that I just had sex with when I decided to take some drugs my sister yeah, gave man. me. Like, That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> La pobre también. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah the, the first time that you're doing drugs and this little thing happened to you. And then it's a little thing that changed your life completely. And of course, we have to talk about Esther, that she's kind of esquivando adulthood. Like, she doesn't want to be an adult woman. And before, in the, in, there is a scene that she's in a date and she's just running from the date and then in the funeral. But yeah, well... Let's start talking about everything because we have a lot of tea then that and then a lot of things that we have to say about Vida Perfecta. Thank you guys again for being here. And let's go back again Ada, to the very first scene about Cristina and her sex life. Es un cambio increíble and it's incredible how they show it in, in this way. Like crazy wild sex and then boring sex with an alarm and everything and, you know, doing like a super boring 
position and it, it kind of made me sad and I, I was wondering if that's our future <laughs> for all women like this is going to happen to everybody I don't want this in my life now, seriously and you know I, I'm not married I don't have kids I just turned 30 this year it's just me and my dog Rico so you know I empathize with her <laughs> because honestly that's one of my biggest fears if, if I'm being honest is you know when that chapter in my life comes where like I'm settling down a little bit more I'm building a family I have a life partner you know am I going to still be me? Am I still going to recognize myself? Is my life going to get like a routine? Am I going to still prioritizing my wants and needs? Yes. You know, yo pienso mucho en eso. So I, I, you know, seeing that fear come to life right in her life is, it's a little scary and it's a little like, mm, you know, you're, you're thinking about your own life and you're like, Oh my God, I, I don't want that to happen to me. But there's clearly a lack of communication in her relationship. She's not being honest about totally. her wants and needs. She's not prioritizing herself, but con que tiempo? I mean, she's out here being the boss mom and the boss lady and the boss wife. Yeah, man, it's too much. And women we we want to do everything perfectly and i don't think that we are okay with being mediocre you know mediocre and have something in the middle we want to ex excel in everything and she's trying and you can see her struggle but you i don't think that you should quit trying to be yourself because you want to be a good mom because you want to be a good wife you have to love yourself and we are seeing that in this first episode that she's again missing that and and it hurts it uh, it, it hurts and i definitely also make me think what i want in my future i i don't want this and but there's also a responsibility in here that she should also do her part in the relationship. I feel that she's completely disconnected from her husband, Pablo. They, they are in autopilot. Like, they are just having sex because they just want another kid. They are not just, they're not having sex because it's fun or because you want to or because there is passion. And there's another scene in this episode where she's feeling herself in front of the mirror and she's happy about herself. She's a lady over 30 and she has a bump body and she had two kids and she's you know she looks hot and she's feeling herself and then her husband is just in the, there and he didn't even react do you yeah. see that how do you feel about um, that i mean medio pena because it's like he didn't even acknowledge her and again she feels unseen in this relationship and you know to fast forward to you know she's in that scene happened then you fast forward she's at work she's sitting at uh, in a board meeting and you know you can tell she's you know doing her punto she's she's saying the things she has to say and then all of a sudden she gets a work call and she's kind of like frazzled because she doesn't have anybody to pick up uh, pablo was calling her because he couldn't pick up the girls from school so now of course she has to go from mm -hmm. boss mom mode to boss mode to super mom mode and figure out who's gonna pick up the girls and she calls maria of course and you know shout out to the village uh -huh. it takes a village shout out to the amazing uh, friends that have turned family over the years that always come through for us whenever we need them because of course maria um you know was able to come through for her and you know and in maria's situation i feel like she's almost like for two reasons right she she said yes to go picking up the girls because there was a possibility she might run into um gary and then yeah daddy. Daddy. and daddy, 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 daddy. Gary, <laughs> and also you know i think a part of her is really kind of practicing being a mom right and this is definitely like a oh i'll go pick up the girl so it's, it's interesting to see her really like practicing this mommy role right yeah it's, it's good to see her that 
because I don't think that it was a completely unselfish way to help uh, Cristina to pick up the girls. I think that she for sure was thinking the things that you just said, that she's thinking about meeting Gary and, you know, seeing how she deals with the mommy thing. But I don't see it as something wrong. I think that that's very human and not because you're thinking about yourself, it's you're being completely uh, selfish. But I love her. I, I, I love the, the, the way that she was for uh, Christina in that moment. Uh, for sure, they have this kind of relationship and you just said it. Sometimes friends are more than family, yet you can count more in your friends than with your family. And you also said it. It takes an entire... Ejército to, you know, to move around in this life and more when you're trying to do everything by yourself, even drinking water. For me, that's a big problem. Drinking water, exercising, looking beautiful, being a good mom, being a good professional. It's too much, man. So I don't know, maybe week by week we choose what thing we're going to be in what thing we're going to be mediocre. But yeah, I love the, the, the way that this show shows friendship, the way that they show how motherhood really is that it's it's a struggle everything is a struggle and we're here you know surviving but in the meantime we should have fun and i think that they are kind of having that because they have this amazing friendship that for what it seems it's super strong and it's been since forever absolutely so we see maria saying yes to picking up the girls but then we get to a scene that really worked my nerves Todo bien. Sí, sí, perfectamente. Igual tengo que salir un poquito antes de la reunión, ¿vale? Vale, oye, ya sé que no me concierne, pero ¿por qué no te planteas la reducción de jornada? Tendrías más tiempo para estar con las niñas. Mira, María José se la pidió, está encantada. No, yo te lo agradezco, de verdad. Pero no es necesario, ahí lo tengo controlado. ¿Seguro? Es una cosa puntual. ¿Seguro? Sí. Oye, 15 minutos y aquí. Um, one of her co-workers tells her, you know, you should really think about taking some uh, less hours at Christina, work so yeah. that you can, um, you know, have a better work-life balance. Y la pobre Cristina, was, she was so professional about it because, you know, we, we spoke about this earlier. Yeah, me, I wear all of my emotions on my face, so I know I would have had, like, the resting bitch face looking at him like, <laughs> what, are you mansplaining yep. to me? It, it's something that happens in the workplace so often, and I just keep thinking about if the situation was reversed, if the roles were reversed, and she She told him, you know, you should really think about taking less time off, uh, you know. Come yes, on. Like, oh that never would happen. Mm -hmm. it, but it, it would, no woman in this earth would say something like that to a guy, at least in the Hispanic world. I don't think that, well, maybe it could happen, but it's not very often. Usually people are expecting that from women, that you cut your hours so you can spend more time at, at home because that's your responsibility in in the latino community it's always the men that tiene que traer el pan a la mesa the guys that provides so you know this doesn't happen but of course i felt the same way as you did i freaking hate this scene because i i For me, when guys do this thing, or anybody, because you should, sometimes it's guys, sometimes it's women, sometimes they are your friends, called friends, that we know already that that's an option. Why you are trying to help, because that's what they say. They're trying to help. They're giving you choices. That's not a choice. And if it's a choice, I already knew that choice. But I also can see that alternative, why you are telling me this. And if I'm not taking this alternative, is, is because I don't want to in this moment. And I don't need somebody to tell me what I have to do with my time and how I have to manage my family, my professional life, how I have to manage my life. And that's it. 
So, yeah, uh, can you see, if you can see, this is a uh, delicate subject for me. Y me pongo bien molesta, because I don't like people telling me what I have to do. But, yes, man, this, this scene was, uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it, and, but the way that she kept her cool, for me, was really nice. I need to learn more about that, because I also express everything with my face. I, I, my face turns like I'm smelling a, a fart or something. Like, I, I, I get, yeah, I get very uncomfortable. But, yeah, man, this happens so often. Have you ever had an encounter like this? Like, somebody telling you I'm something like this? Here and there, you know, the little microaggressions at the office. I don't have any children, so I haven't experienced that yet. But, you know, I, I'm sure it's coming, because... Ugh. We got to work on this mainstreaming. Yeah, but. it's predictable. It's predictable that it's coming. But, okay, we need to talk about Esther and being completely disconnected with adulthood. She, is, like, <laughs> she this effort. woman. Zero effort. Ella está harta. Yeah. She doesn't want to be an adult. Ella como que no está en eso. <laughs> but, but, okay, I feel like... I would love to be like that, you know? I don't want to be an adult. It's, it's too much responsibility. But the way that they show it, it's so hilarious. Like, first, running from a date, uh, giving a, a lame excuse that her sister... Well, it's not... It's an important thing, but it, it, was a, it, it was a lie that Maria has bulimia. But And then, at the funeral, she didn't want to go to a funeral because she, of course, made her think about her own funeral so i but i completely can i relate with yes, this absolutely. don't you i think there's parts of us i know i i can definitely attest to there are certain parts of me that is a little bit irresponsible and in, in things that i should be a little bit more responsible as an adult yeah. and you know i'm very grateful to have friends that always check me on it um but yeah there's a part of me that is definitely has a lot of childlike qualities and you know, I, I, I'm a little bit more relaxed in certain departments that I should be a little bit more responsible in. So I do identify with Estée in her, her, you know, non-adulting ways. <laughs> but I think everybody has have a little bit of, of that, you know. And for me, I'm just faking, mintiéndole a todo el mundo that I have everything figured out. Because I remember when I was little... Thinking that, you know, I, I even set dates, like how old I'm going to be when I'm going to get married, how old I'm going to be when I do this, I'm going to do that. And I feel like I have it. life is laughing uh, from me uh, about my plans. She, life is, you know, yes, you, you thought that everything was going to be like that, but nothing turns out the way that you thought it was going to be. And I think that Esther is... For now, at least, I can sense that maybe she's going to feel uncomfortable because there should be also a process with her character. But for now, I think that she's okay with that. Like, she's yeah. having fun. And I can connect with that. And I, I need Esther. Uh, Esther. I can't. I hate saying mm -hmm. Esther. It's Esther in my life. I need more people like this in, in, in my life. But I love the scene in the funeral. I love that in the end, uh, she kind of also made pieces with it like she went to the funeral she sat down with a lady and of course this situation is uncomfortable for everybody but no sé she lo logró yeah. no she, I she love made the it scene with her and uh, maria's daughter where she was like kind of like telling her what to do and and uh, i'm sorry christina's Ooh. daughter and maria's like yes. no, no es, la muchacha no es un perro. like she's not a dog like you can't just i yeah. was cracking up she's dude <laughs> these lines that they put between like the big 
parts of the plot for me are everything and and i and i every time that i'm well these two episodes I feel that this is so real and so normal that something like super deep that you're in a funeral, something this this hard and, and difficult and complicated, it's happening, but also you can make a joke. And, and I, I relate with this. I, I feel that they're talking to me and I feel that I've been in this exact situation that I said this to somebody. I think I told this to, I said something like this to my husband. I have a nephew and, and he's always like, okay, go and get it. And exactly the same situation. I, I, Esther was telling, I think, uh, Paula to go and get Gary. Go and find Gary. Go, go, go. Something like that. So yeah, it, it cracks me up and I love Esther. The way that she managed the situations, it's it's great. But okay, there's something else that happened in the funeral, in the parking lot, and it's about Christina meeting this super, super hot guy in the parking lot, and they were just, you know, talking. But this was the most flirtatious conversation. Well, it's like, I don't know, a minute's conversation, but it was so flirtatious with so much sexual tension. It was hot, man. And the guy is super yes, hot. Yes. yes, you can definitely feel that. They were they were having a very light conversation, but you can definitely feel the sexual tension, that there was something there. There was a thrill in that connection. And you can kind of see um, Christina getting a little excited. And, 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 and to me, I felt like it was giving her, like it was stirring her up. La estaba poniendo caliente, right? Because it was reminding her of her, uh -huh, her, uh -huh. her how she used to be before she was married. Te parece muy raro si te doy mi teléfono. Me lo puedes dar. Lo que pasa es que no, no creo que te llame para nada. Vamos, no creo ni que te escriba. Si prefieres que no te lo diga, no pasa nada. Nos despedimos aquí, cada uno para su casa y Dios se la de todos. No creo en Dios tampoco. Y así, ¿qué crees que va a suceder con este galán nuevo? Creo que algo va a suceder. Porque él ofrece su contacto y él lo tomó. Believe me, I, I'm married, and if a guy tells me, oh, do you want my phone number? No, look, I'm married, and that's it, if I'm not really interested. And in this case, I think that she's really interested. And I guess I think that she felt alagada. It was a piropo that this guy was paying any attention to her. She's not getting any attention at home, and she hasn't feel, felt this way in a long time, so I completely understand the feeling that she's having. It's the, it's the same thing that, I don't know, somebody tells you something in the street and you kind of felt uncomfortable and you feel that they're same saying something super rude or something, but, you know, you still feel that you got it and, and you feel good, you feel alagada, I don't know. You, you feel nice, you feel that you still could do something if you want to, but I think totally she's gonna do yeah. something, at least, Maybe not, not, I'm not saying that maybe they're going to sleep together or something, but I don't know, fl flirt through yes. text or I, I don't know, because people, they do that a lot through Instagram and they slide to each other's DMs and they're just, they're, they're just flirting, pero I don't, not always have to be something wow. more than, than just that. Yeah. Pero bueno, vamos, let's, Ella está let's see. Con fuego y como que le gusta. So, yeah, something is definitely... Uh, of course, it's mm -hmm. adrenaline. So now, mm -hmm. the star mm -hmm. of this episode for me, which is Gadi. This episode made me fall in love with Gadi because we got to see his... His Perfect. humanness, right? And I think my favorite scene of this episode was watching Maria, um, you know, take in his, his speech 
about, ¿cómo es que se llama? Ge Ge Geraldo, Jerónimo. Eh, oh, my God. Gerardo, 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 yeah, the, the, the caretaker. Yes, the, 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 uh -huh. yes. Christina Maria, just like, wow, really finally realizing that Gary is a human at the end of the day. She's seeing his humanness. And for me, you know, what I really loved about Gerardo and Gary's relationship is that he never treated him any different, right? He, you, you really get to see that at the end of the day, we all as humans just want to be respected and we want to be seen and we want to be loved and appreciated for who we are. And so, It was just so beautiful the way that Gary was talking about the relationship and the part that took me out. Okay, no, like I was cracking up con la vaina de la rosa. Oh my God, please. Antes de seguir, me gustaría decir que a Genaro le gustaba muchísimo la celosía plumosa, que es una planta que florece de primavera a otoño, pero no le gustaban nada las rosas. Lo siento por la persona que las ha puesto, pero creo que deberíais quitarlas de encima del ataúd. Muchas gracias. <laughs> yes, but it's perfect. We need people like that. And I would love to be more like Gary in that, in that, that way of talking, you know, is without a filter, but he's very respectful. He's very empathetic. He's very compassionate. Like he doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. He, he's just taking care about what his friend used to love and he doesn't like roses man quítame las rosas encima yes. and that's it let's move on but yeah i love and i love the the thing that you were saying about maria's process figuring out about more about gary that he he could be like he's this amazing guy that is talking like this he could be a father like in that moment i think that ella aclaró everything, like all her doubts. In that moment, she understood that this was a good guy, that he was going to be a good father, and that she could have a normal conversation with him about that about the pregnancy, about that she's carrying his baby. So yeah, I love that. It's it's kind of the the you know the guys the, the people that they always say that you have to look at the at the groom when they're getting married. In this moment, for me, Maria was the groom in this situation. Like. God is having this huge moment, this amazing moment where he's shining and su máximo esplendor and she is in the first row watching him, you know, shine. But yeah, I, I, I would love to be much more like Gary. I, I need uh, Gary. I need, I don't know what I'm doing this, guys. I'm sorry. But yes. Sí, sí, sí. Pero no sé, I, I think Gary, it's, it's amazing. It's for, for sure, he and, and, and Esteria, they are my favorite yeah. characters. I think that they put this little pizca of salt, uh, I don't know, uh, this pizca of salt uh, uh, to the series that, that would definitely yeah. need it. But yeah, being, being brutally honest, it's, it's difficult nowadays. And everybody is so sensitive. But the way that he managed to say all these things, I think it was great. Um, Gary is como un niño, you know, he has this very childlike, you know, honesty and authenticity about him. And so how yeah. can you even be mad at him just speaking the truth? Because he does it in such a childlike way, which I just love about him. Uh, and yeah, but character. I love that this conversation happened here already. Like we get a, a little bit of a closure in this entire situation. And you can tell that they are going to have a longer conversation and they have to clarify more things about the situation. But I love Gary, the way that uh, he reacted in the very beginning, like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Oh, congratulations. Good for you. I'm like, no, no, it's yours. I can't imagine, like, the 10,000 things that went through his head. You know, if that happens with 
whatever person imagine with a person in a funeral, uh, you know, just they, they've been together just one time. You will never think that this kind of situation would happen. Yeah, and I can, I also feel for her because I can only imagine all the things going through her head. And on top of all of that, she's a control freak. Yeah. <laughs> so she must be freaking out like, what am I going to do? Am I going to keep this baby? Am I going to get an abortion? Am I going to like, como que? And she doesn't even really know Gary. So she is really in a pickle right now. Um, and, and I can just only imagine what's going through her head. Yeah, but for now, I think that at least she knows that he's a good guy. And and she's not expecting anything abro uh, from him. That I think that that's the biggest thing that we people have to work in our lives, that we don't have to expect anything. And life is going to surprise you. And usually, if you're not expecting anything, it's going to be for good. It's going to be a good surprise. And at least now, she doesn't want anything from Gatti. Just, he's, she's just letting him know. But I love the way that she had the courage. Tuvo, tuvo los cojones, that's cojones, translated in my beautiful English. Uh, the cojones to, to talk to him about this, because is this hard? This is a hard conversation for anybody. And for one, a one-night stand to get pregnant and to talk about that in a funeral, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I love this episode, and I love to be part of these regular people with normal problems that I totally can relate. Maybe it's not exactly the same problem, but something like that happened to me or to you in life. So that's that's why I love Via Imperfecta. It's such a real show. So I'm, I'm really enjoying this this job, guys. I'm really enjoying doing all, watching and talking about the, about the series. Yes, and honestly, I, I really have to give it to the creators, the writers, because I have... Never seen a series in Spanish or English that really puts these characters and these stories at the forefront of this. I'm really looking forward yes. to seeing each character develop. I'm really looking forward to learning more about Gadi and his past. And, and you know, this Maria is going to handle all of this because let's not forget, Maria is just going through a breakup too. So, like, you're going through a breakup. You're pregnant from a one-night stand, aka, like, como que, wow. It's, it's so much happening at once. And, you know, uh, we were talking about that before. When you thought that by your 30s, your life was going to be all figured out. Ya lo a saber todo. And you, you, you were, you were going to be a machine, you know? But it's not like that. I'm over 30 and it's not like that at all. I'm trying to figure things out and I'm faking things until I'm making things, really. But I love, I think this is the first time that I'm seeing this in women that are over 30 and they're, I feel that they're speaking directly to me, but I think that everybody can find some kind of connection with whatever is going on with these characters. For sure, I think that uh, this conversation with Maria, she's going to ask more things. I don't know how Gary is going to take them. Do you think that Gary wants to, I don't know, after this be with Maria or something like that? Or you think that he's going to run and he's not 
Yeah, honestly, it's too early for me to tell. I feel like I need maybe one more episode to get to know the characters a little bit more to be able to predict how they're going to react. Because I'm even thinking about Maria. Is she going to keep this baby or not? But I don't feel like I know her enough to to know if if what she's going to do. So I'm really looking forward to episode three um, because, you know, they're still at the funeral and there's still much other things happening. So I'm, I'm so ready for this next episode and the Cheesement breakdown yeah. It. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm so happy about this conversation with you, Ada. Me encantó eh, ventilar. Because usually when you're watching these things, you have to talk about these things with somebody that enjoys the show as much as we do. And thank you, you guys. Thank you, Imperfecto, so much for tuning in. And I'm excited about what's going to happen in the next episode of Perfect Life. And, of course, don't forget to tell your people, to other Imperfectos, to come and what, not just watch the, watch the show at HBO Max, but also to tune in in our beautiful podcast, right? Yes, let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your predictions. One of my favorite things is, you know, watching a show and then like tuning into these podcast episodes to the recaps and then talking about it with my friends. So please share this with your friends. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just love to hear your thoughts on the show as well, because I'm 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 really loving this show so far. And we're only two episodes in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, guys, thank you again one more time and see you next time. Ciao, ciao. Bye.